Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my left, AP18 himself. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everybody. I'm doing well. To my right, G Dub himself, Garrett. How you doing? Doing good. Wednesday Comics Podcast. My name is Marvin. Uh, we are here to tell you all things comics. This week, uh, we started our new uh, book club book, The Local Man Number One. Uh, we'll talk about some things up front here. Is your brother uh, available today? He didn't say anything. That- I mean, I think, uh, yeah, you might be able to give him a ring. Right, let's see how I'm this. Not sure, but let's see how this web app works. Is it better than the other one? Nope. Actually, doesn't even give me a fucking list. I gotta look web for his app. fucking oh, name. It's like the same thing. Here we go. Here we go. Um, it's actually a little different. Huh. Well, there we oh, go. Send Mr. him a So we'll see that. Yeah. Uh, Garrett, I could ask you a question here starting the uh, Wednesday Comics podcast. Um, yeah. Sorry, I took a drink when I typed your brother's name in. Uh, Loki, did you watch that? Yeah, I just watched episode two tonight. And what's so far? No spoilers. Uh, I haven't watched any of it yet because I was waiting for this oh. to talk to you guys. Um, I fucking love Owen Wilson so much that it's like, I think it's incredible. And like, I, I think like Tom Hilson as Loki is actually doing amazing so far. Um, so far, like, um, yeah, I don't want to spoil it. There's another character that's really popular from season one. That's kind of been, I feel sidelined a bit, but it's only two episodes in, but if it's only a six episode season, then, you know, we're a third of the way there. First one was, first one was six too, right? I think so. I'm starting to think that it was more than that, but I don't know. I thought I remember it being short. Like eight, maybe eight sound better. Or? It could be eight. I don't know. I think it was ten. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't ten. Maybe it was nine. Why is this one only six? I don't know. I, I I'm just pulling that out of my ass because every most most of the Marvel shows have been six. But oh, you don't know yes. for sure. You just asking. I don't know for sure. Well, what's with this yeah. propaganda you're trying to spread here? Oh, look at that. Let's see. Where's the Entertainment King? That's what he can answer this question for me. He's. Leaving the phone ringing off the hook here, and <laughs> and uh, I, I, I need to get him on the dialer. Get him, get him on the blower, right, Alex? You know it, just like we used um, to do in the old days. But what I will say is, uh, Ki Hua Kwan um, plays a character in this season, and he's incredible. You're right, six episodes. It is okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who well, you, for a third of the way there, then. He it's, plays an important character, a character we know about, or uh, a new character that. Oh, okay. I mean, a character you might have heard about, ex- but you see him full time this season. I'm excited to have him be in that realm. I was thinking about this because today, a day of recording, uh, the 17th is the day in Endgame when they uh, destroy Thanos and win. Um. So I was thinking about that. There's been a lot of like stuff like that I've been seeing about, hey, today's the day Tony Stark died and all this stuff. And it got yeah. me thinking, being like, man, that was such a magical time when those movies were coming out. And I just haven't felt that way since. And I just like I'm wishing I did, but I don't. And I know we talk about this over and over again, but when you have people joining um, that you enjoy, and then like you said, you know, like Owen Wilson and, and, and Tom Hiddleston coming back to to reprise his role as Loki. Like these are things that would normally excite me, but yet I still waited to ask you, is it good? Like, I don't want to 
dip into that pool again and figure out it's shit water. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah, I feel that. I feel like Loki, like season one, was on such another level compared to everything else. Yeah, but other things happen like, that way, so that's why I was con- con- concerned yeah. that two would be down the hill or down the two. I don't know. I mean, and like you know, obviously the stuff with Jonathan uh, Majors, like nope, they're still. Sh- I mean, they're not showing him yet. But it's on a trailer, like statues. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like. Uh, yeah, they're definitely not going to recast him at this point. So, from what I've seen, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like our big test will be here in November for Marvels. Like, it's kind of like with all these like last couple DC movies where we're like, oh, this is where James Gunn is like saying he did he had some say in what was going to happen, and it like didn't really feel like it was ever leading to his new DCU. I feel like Marvels has to prove that they're taking a step in the right direction if it's the same bullshit my faith is broken Here, here's the like, thing this about, is like the last fucking straw I, I feel like the trailer for me for that movie was like ah, i wasn't entirely sure because it is playing a lot, a lot of laughs and then they have this like new trailer out but i don't i didn't watch the whole thing like i've seen snippets of it and on tiktok like it comes up as an ad in the short amount that i see I'm also makes me concerned because it seems like it goes back to that. And the thing that, that made those earlier movies um, exciting was that they were like action movies with comedy. And now they're like super comedic movies with action. And some of most of the action is not really well thought out. It's a lot of like just big CGI scenes, especially like that last Ant-Man movie, um, uh, Eternals, like, when you think of Winter Soldier and you think of the battles in there, like they're definitely well thought out, planned, and like the action is leading the story. It's not just an action scene for an action scene. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like Marvel's. Yes, I mean, I, what I think is refreshing about this movie going into it is like it's a different formula, like the whole switching places thing. Like we already are different from like what we've been doing recently. Which is like nothing. <laughs> so but this at least places. has a plot structure. But the switching places thing just seems like it's a, a beat in to be comedic that someone starts a fight and then the next person has to finish the fight. It's not like it, I don't know. I, I for one, am not that excited about Marvels. Yes, it's a big, it's a, a, an opportunity to either impress or disappoint. But this is right. one of those movies that I have built up going, man, this is going to be the, the end-all, be-all. I thought that's what Wakanda Forever is going to be. I thought that's what Ant-Man was built up to be. Um, I mean, I haven't even watched Ant-Man yet, and I have not heard anything that changes the movie <laughs> to be impressive. <clears throat> I did watch Guardians. I really enjoyed 3. Who knows? Maybe Marvel's 2 will be worthwhile, but I'm, I'm at that point where we need to be past the Kang Dynasty and progress to getting the X-Men, getting Fantastic Four, getting these other staples of the Marvel world and see what they have to show us and what movies they can be a part of. Yeah, my concern with that is like this movie is like the last of the old plan before, you know, Bob Iger came back and was like, yo, Marvel, we got to fix this shit. So I'm a little nervous that, yeah, this movie will still be like the clunky phase four that we've been experiencing or what are they calling it? The multiverse saga now so far. Isn't, isn't, I think this is pe- technically part of phase five. 
Really? Yeah. Because the, the Loki show is, I believe. Part of Phase 5? Yeah. Interesting. Wow. I the Kane Dynasty one had to be... Yeah, Phase... I Avengers was how they ended out their phases. Uh, Yeah, they used to. Phase 5 started with Ant-Man, and then it was Guardians, and then Marvels. Hmm. And, Gross. And Loki is part of Phase 5, yeah. Oh, so four is a really disappointing time. So Black Panther <laughs> yeah, two, four, Black four Panther two was shit. at the end of four. Oh, that might have been, yeah. I guess, or some show in between that. I don't remember what that was. But yeah. but but it, to your guys' both your points, like to what you were saying, you're, like it is, it does have a different kind of plot structure, so it should be different. But then again, that could be trailers messing with us. But also, uh, secondhand, or secondly, like like you said, there was a change in regime. Uh, and this was part of the old model and maybe, but maybe because Kevin was there the whole time and not like James Gunn that popped in and that movie was already making, he could have made some last minute changes or done something to make it. Here's my concern. We go to that movie and it's played more for laughs than action. When I really want them to show off like the cosmic Marvel universe. Cause that's so fucking cool. And in guardians, they played up for, for, laughs and it works because those characters like are really not like but you when you have fucking captain marvel like i need to have something serious in space happen so but it's not even that i don't need it to be funny it's just that it seems like these pg-30 movies are more aimed for like the pg like that the family can go to now where before they were more for like young adults and adults and kids still could enjoy them and it almost seems like that they decided at some point being like, oh, let's scale it back a little bit. Because if you think about some of those movies, like I go back to Winter Soldier again, or even Avengers, uh, Infinity War, the amount of blood and the amount of like when Cap's getting his face punched in by Bucky, like I guess in Guardians, some animals die. But I mean, <laughs> other than that, and they really don't show it. They just, it's off screen. But it's it really, other than that, like it has been kind of tamed down. Like if you think about, Ant-Man in the, uh, 3, like, is there anything in that movie, Garrett, that you would say that would, makes it PG-13? Mm. I think they say the F word once, but that is also just, like, they added that because it was PG-13. Yeah, like, that's pretty much the standard now. But so. nothing else happens in that movie that's, like, action-wise that would war warrant a PG-13. Yeah. It's almost like it would be a PG movie and they said, oh, we don't want a PG movie. So they added the F word just so it would be PG-13. Like there's nothing else in there that is. And actually when they see the creatures in the, um, what the fuck's it called? The quantum, oh yeah, the quantum verse. Um, they're also played up for laughs, those characters. When yeah, really, like in, in the, it was funny. It, it was funny. Scott is a good Scott. Paul Rudd is good in that movie, but like once again, like there's no real consequences. Nothing that makes me feel like in the movie, like there's ever a point in anybody actually getting hurt. And even like somebody uh, like Casey in that movie, like she's supposed to be new to her powers. She's been kind of doing them behind his back, but also like she does pretty good in that movie for just like not knowing how to use those powers. She like gets a suit in when they're in the quantum verse, not even beforehand, but she kind of like figures it out pretty fast. So like I don't know. I'm just saying that I know they have they had initiatives before. They obviously were building to some young Avengers. They're building to some sort of hitting more of 
a younger market and I th- maybe now they'll revert back and be like, because they did make also the decision since Bob took over again, they started adding more mature titles to Disney plus. So maybe they are going back to just being like, no, we need something for everybody. Not just one. Like the kids, we make movies for kids. All right. Like elemental, you heard of it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I would agree with that. I mean, I felt like secret invasion was probably the biggest step away from the young adult kind of thing as of late. Because that wasn't funny at all, but it also wasn't very good. So uh, that uh, that was different. But yeah, I don't know. You know, just I feel like the magic is just lost. And I think it wouldn't be lost if they just gave us the fucking plan. Like start. They need to give bigger Easter eggs to the big thing. Because like that's what they did in the Avengers movies. Like they didn't make us feel stupid because we couldn't fucking figure it out. They made us feel intelligent because we were figuring the shit out. And I think that's the biggest disconnect today. Is and you that can see when you go like when, fucking morons. when you go back now, you can see all the stuff they were setting up and stuff like that. Now, like there's nothing really. I mean, yeah, there's Easter eggs, but it's more for Easter egg sake versus being part of a story in the future or even being a callback yeah. later. Like how you saw Howard the Duck in that end of one scene, and then he comes back later. Like things like that, where they were like, it's more. Easter eggs like that was in the first one. And the first one, that's kind of a throwaway being like, okay, that's funny. But like, is it really adds anything? Now they're all that. That's all the Easter eggs are. Yeah. Right. And I'm so sick of the two end credit endings. One that's not even that important and very ambiguous than the last one, which is just nothing. Right. I don't know. I, I, once again, I, I the reason why I'm thinking about this is not only all that stuff, but I just remembered when I was talking about Ant-Man 3, actually Ant-Man 1, I watched the end of it because I was going to watch something that was on afterwards. And uh, it was really good. And I was just like, I don't know. Like, I just, maybe it's just a time we're never going to get back, Alex. You know, good old days. Well, I think it's hard to, I mean, to be fair, Marvel has probably overstayed their welcome anyway. I think at, I'm, at this point now, I feel like the Thanos run was where we needed to be. And the way we've gotten phase four, you know, maybe, maybe we're getting tired of comic book movies. You know what? People said that like back when it was at its peak, probably Infinity War Endgame, where like this is gonna be oversaturated pretty soon and everybody's gonna not want to see this anymore. And I remember thinking at the time it was like, no, this is fucking hot. This is gonna last a while. But then we're at a point now where I feel like we've reached that. Where it's just like it became to a point, especially because of Disney and because of under rule from uh the other dude. What was his name again? Uh I don't know. I forget. But anyways, but he was more about quantity versus over quality. And I think that's when people got burnt out. That's why I noticed when I got burnt out, when you watched, you know, five shows in a row that are either okay, had good, good parts. And then, you know, there's a diamond in the roughs every once in a while. But like really when you used to be at a, a studio that everyone was a hit and like good to now not have a hundred percent record anymore makes it so that I really don't, you know, trust to invest time, especially when you're doing series like this. So I don't know. I, but I, I, mean, I even, I even see it as my, my viewership to go to the movie theater, to go see these movies is absent. I mean, a part of that, the, the twins don't live in town. So it's not like we meet together to go see these movies like we used to. Yeah. But you saw team D- team and T right away. But I was going to say, if it was important enough for me yeah. to go see it, like Spider-Man or TM and T or whatever else, I will make the time to go see this movie. 
I don't care, and I like these characters, but I also know that when I go to it, I'm going to get yeah, C quality. It's not going to be a Winter Soldier. It's not going to be... I mean, for Spider-Man No Way Home, I was super stoked. I mean, that's a character I really enjoy. That's a char- that's, that's all these things I like. But, I mean, I've seen all the build-up to all these other movies. I don't care about number threes, apparently. <laughs> number threes are garbage. Yeah, like, they're not trying to get us excited anymore. Like, instead, they're just like, hey, you know how you really like this thing? We're going to subvert that and you're going to go after Like, we're going to give you this. And it's like Secret Invasion not having any fucking superheroes at all. Even when you had Don Cheadle as Rhodey in the show. I'm like, and you have, give me a fucking horrible CGI flyby and I'm happy. Or even you like, have a, a street level character show up. Right. The movie, I think I've come to the realization what movie had burned me the most was Love and Thunder. I went into that movie with the high expectations of what Gore the God Butcher was going to be. And when we didn't get um, even 10% of what that character could be outside of the opening scene, I was out. Yeah. That was a movie that had high potential with Jane Foster being Thor. I love that. And, you know, that book was fantastic. Uh, There was too much hammer or, or axe jokes or whatever the hell it was. The goats overstayed their welcome. There's just there's so much in it that was was too much. Right. And they beat it to shit. It was a real case of lightning doesn't strike the same place twice. Well, it was it was <laughs> what I was saying, Alex. Like it became such a comedy movie with action bits versus the other way around. Like when you think of um, Ragnarok, that was action with a good comedy blend. But then when you turn the tables, it really doesn't because you've set that precedent that this is what we're going to be doing. We're going to be making these type of movies and then you don't do it. It's just like, now you tricked me. Like I used to trust what you were putting out and now guess what? You change flavors. Don't like it. Yep. And the thing is too, is like every once in a while, if, if the script and the director are strong enough, it'll overcome that like with guardians. But the thing is too, is that when you look up and not to say that these guys just because of, um, what they have been doing is like this, like they've had a lot of first time people write these scripts, these movies. And if you look at what they've done before, like they barely done anything before. And it feels like that is more of a cost thing that versus like, they really wanted these guys to write the movie and nothing against them personally. But when you look at their credits, it's like, how do they like, where, where was the jump at? Where did you figure out that these guys could write a whole movie for you? Right. And I mean, if you so Endgame and luckily No Way Home, um, you know, were were great. And then you go from that to like these subpar movies. It's like, why would you not like keep some of your writers from the original saga like in to kind of like even if you wanted to bring in new writers, like have them work with like the veterans who set up this like universe and then phase them out, I guess. But, yeah, it's just bullshit. And I'll say one thing, too. And this is going to be a little uh, um, biased, but in the first few phases, and I think actually almost towards the end of end, maybe it probably was still Endgame, um, they had uh, like a comic consulting team. So it was like Ed Brubaker and, and Brian Michael Bennis and like a bunch of people that – could tell them being like, oh, yeah, you should do this or add this person. Like, that's where all that shit came from, you know, that they added to it. And then this next, after Endgame, uh, they don't do that anymore. 
like they and they just bring in people so like it, it that's i figure that's when it became less about these characters and more like hey that worked the first time let's replicate it because that's what it seems like they're doing like instead of the millions of characters you have to work with you're looking to find smaller versions of those characters for the next kind of arc and like okay so we're gonna have an iron man we're gonna have a captain america it's like no we you could go and find so many other characters to do a, a second story on this in this whole world and it's instead they would rather recreate what they were trying to do with that first run right anyways i was Boo, ex- put me in a bad mood Boo. Yay. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what that means. It's like it's like reading Swamp Thing one through seven the last seven weeks. It was uh poo. Don't worry, I'm gonna watch whoa, the uh whoa. unreleased Fantastic Four movie to cheer that myself up. Around when that book was gold. <laughs> you just gotta get past the first seven issues. Yeah, just gotta get to issue fourteen when he turns into Swamp Thing. But I guess in hindsight I see what you're saying. If I'm gonna watch a TV show, I shouldn't watch the first seven to finally get good. Right. I, should, I should at least see something in the first episode to keep him coming back. Yeah, we're right. not going to talk about this again. <laughs> we literally <laughs> spent like half an hour about it last episode. Um, but I will say about this, about these uh, Marvel movies, I do like that they have course corrected and, and kind of figured it out. And they took some things off the docket. And I think that the unintentionally, but it's going to be a silver lining here, the writers and the actors straight will make them slow down and reevaluate what they're doing. And maybe we'll get back. They just did that. They just did that with Daredevil. Like they complete. They're restarting basically. They're because yeah. After the strike, they're doing away with the story. Like I get. I heard rumors that like he wasn't turning. Like he wasn't wearing the Daredevil outfit to like the fourth episode of the series. And it's like, ooh, that is not how you do a superhero show. I saw that uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, Kingpin himself took himself off social media because he kept trying criticizing them, the decision to go back and like re redo what they had set up. So, mm-hmm. um, but you can imagine like if you have the time to rework something and you don't like you, that deadline is on a pause basically because of that, like you would take that time. Like, it, it, but whether or not you change it or not, or how much you change it, that doesn't matter, but you should relook at it and be like, what should we do to make this better now? Like you have mm-hmm. the ability now to slow things down see the market, see what kind of stories need to be told up there, and let's get to it. Like, give me that fucking Blade movie. What the fuck are we waiting <laughs> for here? Like, I don't understand. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't I, You know, Quantumverse 3, like, you could have waited on that. Nobody was asking for that Ant-Man movie. Not that I don't like Ant-Man, but nobody right. was asking for that shit. Uh, it could have been a Blade movie, right? Could have been uh, anything from that universe. And then... They could have made an Ant-Man movie where you have more characters in it, and it made more uh, it made more sense to have a movie rather than just to have one to have one. I know a movie will bring back Alex, though, if there's even a hint that it is going to be great or even good. I'll say even if it's going to be an 8 out of 10. If they announce an X-Men movie and that first trailer looks really good, Alex is there right away. I don't even care what team it is. Could have Wolverine or Cyclops. I mean, X would be X-Men. Would be the way to bring me in, and I think Deadpool is going to be that start for me. I mean, right, that's, that's what I'm thinking too. The movie I need to get to is just I need to get to Deadpool because isn't that something that February? Yeah, February, no. really? Oof, uh-huh. that's close. I thought, I thought it was February. Maybe I'm wrong. 
Maybe got pushed back when they did all the other pushbacks, but they should make that, that their main movie. But I will say, Alex, that movie has the most potential to be the most comic influenced and have more characters in it than any other movie. So now that they have the Marvel's license to do what they need with it, uh, the other ones had cameos when, and they kind of tried to script their way around it by having X Men, but they couldn't show like Xavier and stuff like that, even though they're the same, they were the same company, which is crazy. Um, but now that Marvel has them like i'm sure we'll get a lot of stuff like that so at least from that standpoint you'll be introducing a lot of characters and i think a lot of characters that just fill that universe up at this point like you what don't have to do right now is that i mean mutants um fantastic i mean come on, you're, you're missing the first family that's what i think so many people want to see and i liked those first the fantastic four and the rise of the silver surfer i liked both those movies they were fine but now that we have them in Marvel proper, let's let's give them the the big to do they need. So, I noticed you didn't say the other two movies, and uh, I'll, I'll let movies. that pass. So those are two. Oh, those are two of the best movies ever I, made. I'm still haunted by that 2015 <laughs> movie. I mean, I'm oh. glad the cheap seats, cheap seats for that movie. Listen, when the thing throws a tank and it just disintegrates, it just shows how powerful this motherfucker is. All right. He wasn't wearing pants most of that movie. What about uh, what about Victor Von Doom, where he like gets his powers and right away they jump to the third act? Like, yeah, he turns was, into a robot out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, his, his robot face looked like the Krang from the 2012 cartoon of Turtles. He so. mar- you know what? It might have been a smart movie, and we didn't know about it. Maybe that was a Doombot. We don't know. Oh, yeah. Well. And he just took off. So and they took that's how much it took from them to defeat a Doombot. So imagine they face they face Doom, fucking dead. The fucking dead. I think you're right though, Alex. Like those mainstay characters, like the now that they have that, I think it almost is like they're as you were saying, Garrett, like they made a plan and then they bought Fox in between then and they were like, Oh fuck, how do we introduce these guys? Like what do yeah. we do? And we're just waiting for that, you know to drop if when fast four when they add x-men when they add uh god can we hope ghost rider uh wait no second was ghost rider fox yes Mm -hmm. okay and um add them to the universe and even daredevil at least we'll get some more big characters who aren't the same thing that we've seen before because if introduced those type of characters that's enough variants that i feel like but okay we got something new now let's work with this yeah they need to get to that quick because we tired we bored there we go that's uh entertainment talk i think your brother uh uh not he didn't not answer on purpose yeah no no that's what i mean it wasn't he didn't just let it he wouldn't he didn't let it ring unknowingly uh, the second time I called him, he stopped ringing. He stopped the ringing of it within seconds. So <laughs> he must be busy. Yeah. I don't know. He must be. Speaking of getting busy, though, how will we get to this book club? What do we got? Wednesday Comics League of Extraordinary Gentle People proudly presents Local Man Number One from a uh, former guest of the show, Mr. Tony Fleece, and also Team Sealy, Brad Simpson, and Felipe <laughs> Sorino on colors. <laughs> Me. Anthony Hall, Rich Folks <laughs> design. I don't know whether or not um, who did the colors for this first issue because in the trade, I don't think he. No, it doesn't give like individual credits. But you probably had the first issue, Garrett. Who was on the colors on that first issue? 
<laughs> Let me use the Google machine. And I'll oh, okay. You, you, know, got, you <laughs> got in front of you? Yeah, no. That's like the... I have it upstairs, but I will say I that I will say the style of of this series in general, especially the colors, surprised me. I don't know why I didn't think it like I thought it was going to be slightly less uh, grady looking and more the colors would pop more. Um, but uh, when I started, I was like, "Hey, it's really good." Um, the story basically is that there's this guy who used to be part of. of you know, a group of superheroes. He did something and obviously got booted from the group. And now he goes back to his hometown to live with his parents. And in the first issue, this villain comes and tries to beat him up. And so he fights back as cross Jack. Um, he says, uh, Jack is back baby. And he kind of uses a, um, garbage can lid as a shield. And they say, Hey, we're going to sue you now because you're using, you can't use this. You're not part of the group anymore. We own this likeness or whatever. So it's really a story. And then in, in the background, we see that they arrested that guy, the, uh, the villain that came and tried to fight him and somebody killed him and strung him up in the jail cell. And, uh, so we're going to have a story here where two sides of it, somebody who used to be a former superhero, something happened. They got exiled from it. Like the examination of, of, living in the limelight and then coming back and being and, and falling out of the limelight and how do you deal with that? But then also we have, what is this mystery in the background? Who's, you know, who killed this guy uh, going forward? And I thought that was a really interesting concept. Like I did when, and it probably is not to spoil it, but when you guys told me what it was about, and also when 20 fleece told us, it was about, about how it was like a, he used to be a superhero and he wants to start doing that again. I didn't expect like these two kind of twist on it. And uh, I really enjoyed that, especially like a mystery. It's nice to have like a nice superhero mystery. Well, you know what else is nice? You know, we were just talking about Marvel is like, give comparison. The story is so good because like the main character, Jack, isn't like a jackass. Like he's genuinely trying to like make up for what he's done. And he's not making jokes and puns. What's funny is the situations around him. Like his parents think he's shit and everyone in town thinks he's shit. So everyone's just like making fun of him. He's just like, Hey, yeah, I get it. I fucked up, but that's why so, I came home and I'm trying to figure my stuff out. No, Gary, you're, or you've, you've read this all the way through so far, right? Yep. Do we find out what has happened in the first arc? What he's done? Uh, it gets parts of it. I'll say. Okay. Well, I don't think the full, full on, but because like you, you, I, I don't think I laughed at all in this, and I don't. I realize the book's not necessarily comedic. Right. Um, No, it's not. But I, I, it's just like down on his luck, kind of fun. Like the the dad or his dad. I wanted to drive a rail spike through his skull. He seems like such a fucking prick, and the mom is like. You need to find Jesus. Shut the hell up. I need to save the world. Get off my back. And I get that's how it's supposed to be. By the way, also, if you know, at the end, how they have like a flashback to one of their missions, and you get introduced to the whole group. So his mom keeps asking about somebody, and she's like, "What's he like? Does he like this?" I can't be like, "What the fuck? Who's she talking about?" But then when you're at the end, and there's a Christian superhero in that group, I was like, "Oh, that's who she's talking about. That's who mm-hmm. she's gloating about. Not even her own son, who was part of the same fucking group." As you were saying, Alex, like she's so like 
Oh, uh, and then also being passive aggressive. The dad's just being aggressive. She's being passive aggressive, uh, giving quips, being like what you did and like you embarrassed us. And uh, I, I'm excited. I know you guys read have read more than me, but I am excited. I, no, this, this is my first time reading the issue one. Oh, okay. But Gary, I'm, I'm where you're at. I'm reading issue per issue right now. Okay, so Gary is the only one who has read what the first the first arc page. I mean, first arc. Yep. Well, only five issues. Well, technically six issues have been out with uh, Local Man Gold. So, but right. issue six comes out next month. I'm sorry, I've got all six issues, including Gold Man. Or yeah, I was gonna say, Gold. No, six came out last week. Did it? Uh, I, said that, I thought it was supposed to have come out right after the show. Yeah, yeah, the week afterwards. That's what he told us. Because there's the the book got released or the trade. The trade, the trade was the week, the week later when we spoke to him. The next week was issue six, <laughs> and then by the end of this month, no, they sorry, did. it comes out this week. I'm looking at solicits right now. First six, okay. Issue six comes out October 18th. Oh, so maybe it was uh, pushed back a little bit. Anyways, yeah. it doesn't matter. I, I mean, you're up to caught up to five. So you, you probably yep. like some of this stuff you already have figured out, but I do like the, um, to figure out like what he did kicked out of the group. Like that's also another kind of like nice layer and the layers that we're getting here are not necessarily all of the same weight. And I do like that. We have different things like we, he has that, that girl he saw that he used to date in high school. Like there's all these elements that add this nice kind of variety of confliction that going forward it adds a lot of elements that i'll be surprised to see where they go because it's not just like an a b kind of plot line it's not just you know a major one and a subplot line like there's all this stuff going on and for a first issue i was saying it's the goal like make a first issue so i can get intrigued enough by what's going on because i don't know everything but enough to understand how this book's gonna go right get the concept get the feel for it and i feel like this first issue really does that uh in a way that has me uh, excited to see where these multiple things go, even if it's just like a short, like hey, next issue we'll find this out and then that solves that mystery. But it just maybe um, we had spoke to, to Tony and he said that like they write kind of in tangent with each other and uh, Tim and him. So it's it's maybe two brains are better than one, Alex. You know what I mean? You got multiple things going on here. And you can pitch them like that, but it does make you feel more real, more you feel like because you're like, what stuff's going on in your life? Uh, anybody out there, anybody on this podcast and out there, uh, it's not just one thing. You got like, you know, there's a lot of shit going on. So I, I like that it feels real in that sense, really grounded, being like, he's got a lot of shit to figure out. Some things he doesn't even know about yet. And some things are just like, dude's got to find a fucking job so he can move out of his parents' house. It was definitely a, a first issue that made me excited to read the next one. Um, I mean, especially the way it leaves this issue where the ho dog or whatever his name was was strung up and murdered in the jail. Oh um, yeah, the, then... art, the art itself reminds me of almost like Sex Criminals with Chip Zdarsky on it, um, where it's got that that real look to. Like, I don't know. I don't want to say realistic because even that that book wasn't that realistic, but the art was more subtle. It wasn't always in your face and that coming from a book right. where you literally turn the page and see a penis or a vagina in your face. You're like, Whoa, but that's what this book felt like. Here's set the stage. Like you know, this book opened at him waiting at a bus stop to go to town. And the bus was never going to, the last time the bus worked was 1998. And the, so the, the sequence, Alex, the title 
happening on that two page spread is fantastic. Yeah. It's very cinematic in that kind of way, which is great. I also think that Alex, like, um, as you were stating like that end kind of scene that we see, like it made me want to keep continue reading. And then we got the little, uh, old style, old image kind of nineties image kind of superhero comic book at the end there. And I feel like that's a nice cap off because like the beginning is so fucking serious. And then you get to that and like, it's so absurd and it's so like over the top and obviously a parody of itself. And I think that it kind of leaves you with this feeling of being like, Oh, I'm intrigued. And, uh, and, and really this was like a way to kind of, there's some dark stuff coming up. And so this is also another part to like, see just some standard superhero stuff, which not standard in the sense that you're trying to, you know, replicate something that's out there. Um, and it made me chuckle because I thought of, and I don't want, I don't want to shit on this thing any more than we have. But this Rick Remender, uh, what was it called? End End League End League, which was it did come out around that time, and so like it, it's basically like a parody of this kind, that kind of style, and that's what made me chuckle because it does remind me a lot of that, and uh, um, that is also kind of exciting to see what else they're going to get into, especially with that cast of characters. Like I'm excited to see those guys use their powers because I'm curious how they work. So there you got that kind of slice. You got the crime kind of slice. You got the, 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 the slice of, you know, uh, late life kind of crisis. And then you have the slice of him and possibly a romantic angle with that girl that he used to know in high school. She's married, she has kids. Um, but you know, nothing ever stopped cross Jack before. So, <laughs> I'm so excited for you guys. This is this is a great book, and yeah, we're gonna start having a lot of fun once we get an issue two. So, and not saying that issue one wasn't fun, I'm saying it's laying down the groundwork to give you fun. Like if it was a pilot, this is a first great pilot because it right. does enough to be like, yeah, we'll, like a studio to be like, we'll buy that because I'm like, that's gonna be a good hook to keep people on. You need that hook, and I think a lot of books, especially when they are so decompressed these days, forget the hook. And I like people who know how to write a good hook to be like, I'm back next issue. I'm going to read it. Right. And you get your captain hooked. <laughs> Sorry. I'll go back to Marvel. <laughs> there we go. Captain so, Hook himself. Job. Um, get out Mr. Walls there with that joke. <laughs> uh, there we go. So local man number one, as we say, trade came out last week. Oh, hold on. Let me see here. Trade came out last week. It is uh, sixteen ninety nine. So if you want to pick up the first trade there, uh, I would recommend it. Uh, you know that trade in my hands. Once again, I can smell it. I just picked it up now. I smelled it. It's a nice little kickback to the old days, Alex. Maybe you should make some, they should make some cologne that's that pa- pulp paper. Whoa. Maybe a Febreze. Can you fucking imagine, bro? A Febreze. Comic book Febreze. Whoa. You're just like... <laughs> Yeah, good stuff. Well, remember Garrett at Supercon? I took one of your comics into that. Uh, this year? Yeah. What? He handed me your comic, and I said, "Oh, smell that paper, baby." You know. No. I don't remember that, but. Wow. <laughs> it was still traumatic that. Yeah, it was probably like Marvin. Don't do that thing you do with maybe your you hands. Didn't, maybe you didn't hear me or see me do it. <laughs> I know Alex did. I say he's probably busy pulling his, or getting his books ready for Tony to sign. 
Oh yeah, you were doing that. You were organizing those. Because I it was getting that sig, man. It was local man. Oh um, yeah, <laughs> local man uh, gold that I smelled. So, oh. and Alex, if I would have got that close to any Alex's comics, I wouldn't be here right now. So, that's right. You blood in my book because I killed Marvin with it. You want the book? Here's the book. <laughs> What's in the book? <laughs> Speaking of uh, a killing, um, you can get killing sa- uh, killer savings at RainbowComicsAndCars dot com. Especially if you don't hold on, hold on a little bit, and fifty uh, percent off probably that Black Friday. I didn't say for sure. I'm just saying maybe I know a guy. All right, and maybe you're gonna watch the this. guy may have done that every year for the last like twenty years, right? <laughs> and you know this book that I'm saying seventeen dollars might be half off, so. And I'm not saying this one specifically because this one you got to pick up an ASAP to be part of the book club. But I'm saying books out there, you know, you're saying, hey, 10 bucks, five bucks in a month. You know what I'm saying? And Alex, that's when you get, you go home and you go, damn, I spent 100 bucks. But guess what? You got 200 bucks, 200 bucks worth of books. I, I Every time I do that, every time I save that much money, I'm like, damn, I just spent $200, but I saved $200. Hell yeah. That's like free then, basically. Pretty much. Pay that's for free. Itself. That's free, right? 200 is free and 200 paid. That's, you know, net zero. Speaking of net zero, let's go back to the days. Roots of the swamp thing.com. Uh, the avatar of the green. You also heard how much uh, Garrett likes that character a second ago. He likes it so much. He was mad that he didn't show up for seven issues. See that? How I twisted that around? Hey. Uh, Garrett was about to be like, I like the character. Turned it around. Uh Go to the Avatar of the Green at uh, rootsoftheswampthing.com. And uh, I'm going to tell you guys. Uh, I told you this a while back, and we're talking the movies at the beginning here. Uh, this is a character that's going to be big coming up. I sense it. I've been saying it for years, and, and he's been showing up, you know, as he's kind of like almost like a special character now in DC. When he shows up, shit's going down. All right? If the Avatar's got to get involved, you better hope that you got your fucking will written up. Shit's going down. Damn. Yeah, and then seven months later, he'll actually show up. Yeah, no. Boom. That, that was before. <laughs> I'm talking now. Uh, Wait, was that, a, was that a dig one against Green uh, Hell? Because seven months Ooh. later it came out? Well, but that had two issues back to back. And guess what? Swamp Thing was in each of them, so... That's true. He's yeah, in, he's at the end of the first one. So. There we go. Uh, roots of swamp.com. Go there. And Supercon uh, 2024, we'll talk about that more as it gets closer. But as always, big supporter, the three of us. <coughs> and uh, they announced Happily Ever Afters next year. And uh, we look forward to telling you more when more is available. <coughs> Jesus. He is dying over there? Sounds like it. Goddamn Sprite Zero Sugar uh, trying to take me out here. Ooh. You know, sprites, Alex. They 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 could be good. They could be bad. I was playing some what's called the Tiny Tina's. Uh, what's what's that game called? Tiny Tina's. Which one? The Wonderland. Wonderland. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm playing uh, co-op with my son. Uh, that game. Uh, and there's some fairy sprites, and they get pissed at you, and they hit you. And I said, I said to him, I said, you know what? He said, why is that? That fairy mad. And I said, sometimes it doesn't matter. It could look like the happiest motherfucker in the world. But you sometimes you gotta, you know, they get angry. These fucking fairies. 
sometimes you gotta beat the shit out of them. Respect. Though there are fairies in that that do help you out. So it's kind of hard to tell them one way or the other. Sometimes you just gotta look and see what color they are. That sounded horrible. That sounds horrible. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Huh? I, I just mean in the game, the red ones are bad and the green ones are good. <laughs> Jesus Christ, wind that back. Back to the future, baby, on that one. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, what am I teaching my kid? Making new enemies for us, Marvin. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I gotta talk to this kid again. I gotta sit him down. We're gonna go through the whole fucking thing again and be like, not because if you're a different color, that's bad. It's just a good indicator that these red ones may be evil, you know? Hey, the Sith have red lightsabers. They're bad. Red is generally the the color of evil, and it is my favorite color. Um, well, well, we mean, knew you were you. Well, yeah, well, well, you know, deep inside, baby. Uh, com go there. As last week told you, I did buy that uh, domain, and it is working fantastically. So there you go. Um, so WinsetComics.com. <laughs> Uh, subscribe to the show. I saw that Spotify made some updates to the Spotify podcasters pages, so I will be working on that. Um, we can basically make it look like how we ever want to look at like, and uh, you know what that means, Alex? Modox all over the place, just Ooh. like all Modox. Maybe one Mister Mixolytic. Oh yeah, he'll be riding on his shoulders. <laughs> Dude, did those two ever? If that was a crossover, Mixie happen. and Modox. Ooh. Jesus Christ. Like, there you M&M. go right there. Isn't he a pixie? Uh, he's an imp. Oh, well, imps do. They fall into that category, I feel like. Small yeah, magical stuff. people. Twitter, you can find us on. I'm not going to say the other name because fuck it. Uh, at Wednesday Comics, at Garot2188, and at the AP Keaton. Put out a little call the other day, which for a horror comic, Halloween is showing up. And uh, we'll have to talk. You know what? We should talk some horror books here in a couple weeks. Oh, Halloween is on a Tuesday, right? Yeah. We'll talk about that. What well, we're doing. Yeah, what we'll to talk about that, motherfucker. Maybe we do a day early, baby. We get each other. Uh, we usually do a yearly annual uh, scary show. And, you know, I'm ready to make some new enemies, Alex, as you stated. You had the Russians after yeah. us. Um, probably some Bigfoots from the last one. And uh, oh, Did you see that video in Colorado? That those people on the train no of the bigfoot who sat on a half of a mountain or a hill yeah right yeah, right yeah, yeah sure that's real okay it's here we go be. that's what we love me and garrett love that shit and then here comes alex <laughs> with why it doesn't work i'm fine i'm fine believing in the cryptids i'm just telling you that was not legit alex no- they were on a train you can't throw someone out in the middle of an acreage in you a bigfoot outfit fucking plan it out going hey no we're going to be on the train at 12 o'clock today. Be out there in your Bigfoot outfit that you just bought from eBay. Because, damn, it would look really cool. And it's going to look like a clear fit, clear picture. But you're going to be half a mile away. So it still won't fucking matter that you can see the seals. Who would, want, who would who would want to sweat that bad? We'll talk about it. In a couple Steve weeks. is dedicated to sweating his balls You know off. what? Send me that video so I can watch it too. And then we'll talk about it in a couple okay. weeks if we believe it or not. We might go Bigfoot part two then. You know? Guys, I'm just telling you, we already made the aliens mad because I called them out on their bullshit that aren't real. You said they're not real, yes. And I did see... The at me. Uh, we talked about the Russians and their monster. They weren't happy with it either. But that's what happened, Alex. Did you, did you realize that? I bet you haven't even realized that. You said that I think it, you, you introduced s- me to these things, and then I make them mad by telling them they're full of shit. You said that aliens aren't real, and so they sent you a message to that lady saying that motherfucker's not real on that plane. 
So yeah, I remember that. So Alex, they're telling you that they hear you. Well, that's fine. You know, so I, I heard. I heard if you don't believe in aliens, that you get probed on Halloween. So well, trick or treat, trick or treat. Good luck, Good luck with that. <laughs> Might happen. Better, anyway, so. uh, <laughs> tighten up that belt. I, I, oh, in the podcast with with this piece of information, which since we you brought up aliens, Alex, did you see that there was somebody who testified that said that there is a species? And once again, this is taken at they. I don't need you <laughs> coming in and telling me it's not real. Obviously, it's a very hard pill to swallow. This thing, and I don't believe it entirely either. But here's what they said: that there's a, a one of the species of aliens who've uh, visited Earth. Are very small, and so their spacecraft spacecraft is really small, and the little orb kind of spacecrafts we've been seeing that look really small, like supposedly that's theirs, and uh, because we've been seeing those more and more recently, and um, I don't know how I feel by if we get invaded and they're going to be like an inch tall, like step on, yeah. What yeah, if it's going to be like uh, gremlins? You know, just kick them down the stairs. Kick. Kick as hard as you can, man. God damn. Would you fight a hundred of them or one giant sized duck? I'll take the duck. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh man, ducks can snap. I think I'd take the little little imps. No, but you always the take nice thing is that, that giant duck would still have hollow bones, so go kick in the shin and it'll shatter its leg. Garrett. Okay, but you gotta think about I mean, there's a imagine, difference in size. It imagine the heart in that duck. That I could eat at Thanksgiving. Oh, you sick, man. Garrett, That's it's a hundred of something. You said you could take down a hundred of something? Yeah, man. Just give me a flamethrower. I'm there. Oh, right. uh, see, I'm taking the duck on. Yeah, no. Mono- no, it's, yeah, it's hand-to-hand. It's hand-to-hand. Hand-to-hand? Okay, chainsaw, man. Or uh, <laughs> give me a lawnmower. A lawnmower. <laughs> you said they're an inch high? It's like small soldiers. Oof. They can't take me. God damn it. It's a good movie. You should make a comic out of those guys. I would. Oh, I wish they'd finish up making those toys. Hey, did you guys watch that video I sent you a couple months ago of the updated small soldiers? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah. made me. Actually, I think I watched it that day. You sent that. So, uh, the Gorgons. So good. The Gorgons. In. <clears throat> Is it the Gorgonites? Gorgonites. Commando Elite. Commando Elite. Well, yes. for this Commando Elite. I am Sergeant Marvin. I am Captain Alex. I'm General Garrett. <laughs> Everyone, uh, keep turning those pages.